0: Tonight's episode is brought to you by James River Outfitters and River Rock Point Bubble Tents located in Galena, Missouri, SurvivalFeeling.com, and you, our listeners. It's okay, Justin. You don't have to feel guilty about glamping. You're glamping tonight. And I'm like, you know what? I am glamping tonight. And anyone out there wants to say anything about it, you know, only God can judge me. is up all of you wayward souls and welcome back to wayward stories wayward stories is the podcast where we aim to share the experience what we want more than anything in the world is to share your experience we are still looking for submissions we are still putting together future episodes with listener submitted content if you've got a story you want to tell us about please write us at my wayward story at gmail.com and get your submissions in um it's good to be back in the studio it's good to be back at home um Got one day left, driving back to St. Louis for work tomorrow, going on a short week um, per request. I'll make a little bit more money. I'll take it. I mean, it's not like the worst thing in the world. I could have said no, so, you know, it's on me if I don't like it in the end anyway, right? Um, but I got to get a really cool adventure in here. I What I originally planned to do was like take my big trip of the year. Last three years, I mentioned it in previous episodes, I've taken like a big summer trip first time in my life grown-up life 40 years old 41 just a couple of months first time in my life these last three years i've actually earned a week vacation from a job and had enough money to pull off an actual trip somewhere somewhere i've always wanted to go like a bucket list kind of thing not like big bucket list i mean i'm not like going to europe but you know like places desert southwest colorado rockies looking for gold mines hammock camping my way through the smoky mountains that kind of stuff um i haven't gotten to take this year's yet and i'm not real positive i'm gonna get to i was gonna do it this week there's a lot of great everything was set up perfectly where this week would have been the perfect week for me to take a big trip i was looking at a place um Well, I was looking at Taos, New Mexico, going to like the Taos circle and all that and checking out the broader region for anything I could find. But like something in my gut was just like, I don't want to say it wasn't like foreboding like the world's going to end, but it was just like kind of this telltale gnawing at the back of my, like a tug that was like, no, not this time. So I was like, well, crap, this is the perfect time to do it. But I listened to my gut as I have learned to do growing up all of these many years being me and it actually it was right um it wasn't any big deals like nobody died or anything terrible nothing bad happened but there was two things that came up that it's like neither one of those things that I really really needed and wanted to happen they couldn't have I would have been 700 miles from home couldn't have happened they got to happen because I was here so you know anyway always listen to your gut that's all I'm saying there but I did manage to get a little trip in because I was jonesing for one and I was wanting to find somewhere new to go. And, um,. I just kind of started using the Google box like I worked the system as I've told you guys I utilized the system I put in place I kind of drew me a circle so that I just want to drive two to three hours I'm going to do this and like again maybe a 36 hour w- window just like I think it was two episodes ago where I floated on the White River it, it's essentially the same kind of situation um, and I found a really cool place to go and we're going to talk about that tonight if you can hear the frog in my voice I apologize for that. I've got a head cold. Um, Right now, my head is throbbing. I don't even want to be like, I'll be honest with y'all. I want to be recording. I love recording. I love the creative process more than you know. But right now, I really don't want to be recording. I feel like crap. I feel terrible. But I have to, because if I don't record now, it's not going to get recorded and be out in time for you guys. The show must go on as they say. It's got to happen. So we're going to work on that. It, forgive the sound of my voice, and any of you watching you can tell I look uglier than I normally do, like it's because I feel like crap, um but anyway, just you know forgive my voice. I know it sounds weird tonight, but we're going to try to soldier through it. um, let's get on to it. so what was my trip? My trip was as I began to use the Google box, I came across something very, very, very interesting, and it was these tents that are essentially a giant canvas bubble. They kind of function on the idea of, I don't think about the little blow up bounce houses that you see in people's yards. Um, Or maybe there's like a place here in Fort Smith that has a billion of them indoors. It's a business, the monkey house. Like if you can think of those, then you know, the kind of concept these tents are like, they have an induced air, or I think an inducted air system that continually keeps them blown up. But these particular tents, the upper portion of the canvas is clear. So that when you sleep inside of one of these, it's like you're sleeping outside of one of these. So anyway, we're going to talk about them later. But I found that and found a really good deal on it because of the situation they have at hand there. It's like, you know what, that would be really cool. Is there anything to do near there? Started looking around. Sure enough, there is. There's a beautiful, floatable, fishable river that I've never been on. It's in the Missouri Ozarks, which is a beautiful region anywhere in the Ozarks. And I was like, bam, we got it. We've got a trip and we're going to talk about it tonight. So where is this all at? Where are we going? We're going to Galena, Missouri, which is located. I would say it's really kind of by all the maps that I can look at. It's kind of at the confluence of what I guess is is designated as the Springfield slash Salem Plateau areas of the Ozark mountain regions. Um, We've talked about them before. There's the Boston mountains, those two plateaus, the St. Francois mountains. Um, And it's kind of like right at the confluence. I mean, it's right where the two kind of transition one into the other. And I don't know geologically how they designate the difference in the two, but it's kind of right there at the confluence. It's a beautiful area. It's a beautiful drive to get up there, but it has a 130 mile long river known as the James river. That flows right down through it goes all the way down and gets impounded at its end in table rock lake which is like a fisherman's paradise it's a beautiful area in southern missouri um it's a very busy area because branson missouri is right there on it but it's a beautiful area the mountains are amazing the lakes the rivers are amazing they're all crystal clear the james river is no different so i was like this is this is awesome so galena missouri small little town um Interestingly has a bit of a engineering, a unique engineering marvel within it and a historical kind of marvel in a bridge that was built in 1927. And it's called the Y bridge, the historic Y bridge in Galena, Missouri. And what it is, is a bridge that at one end actually branches into a Y and it's built that way to accommodate this bluff line that the road was, you know, essentially terminate dead into and have a T intersection they built this bridge with a y in it. it's very architecturally very really neat to look at um, and is said to be one of only three in the world of a similar construction so there's kind of that neat little thing going on there but other than that and galena and the float trip there's not a lot going on in galena you're about 20 minutes from the nearest kind of population centers. And it's important you note that. You're like 20 minutes from food. There's one restaurant in Galena. Farmer's Daughter Diner. And they close at 3 p.m. on Mondays. My float was on Monday. So I had to drive for my food. I drove down to a place called Flat Creek Restaurant. that was on a arm of Table Rock Lake. That is the Flat Creek Arm, and they have pretty good food. It was good food. They got a really cool view with a deck out over the water. If you ever go do this trip, consider it. Flat Creek Restaurant, good food, Um, beautiful setting. But other than that, there's not much there. So you need to go in. If you ever go on this trip, go in prepared, like take your own food or take burgers and charcoal and your little grill. Um, You know, be prepared for that. You're about a 20-minute drive from anything else to actually eat or really any grocery stores there is a dollar general in town you can get some basic necessities but Galena very pretty little town situated right on the James River right along this beautiful bluff that the Y Bridge was originally built to accommodate Um, very nice area in the Ozark Mountains I love this part of the Ozark Mountains when I was driving through there I kind of noticed I was like you know When I drive around all of our waterfalls and all of our hikes and all the things I go explore down in our Ozarks in the Boston mountains, the roads typically are down in the valleys or like along the side of the mountain where the, the peaks of the mountains are higher than you are. You're like somewhere midway down, typically speaking. Up in the Missouri Ozarks, I've noticed it feels like you're on top of the mountains. You're always looking down when you see dramatic relief changes you're looking down into them as opposed to up at them or across them. And I don't know if there's like a best practices, like geological reason for that. If it is because the that's the Salem Plateau or the Springfield Plateau at the uppermost portion and it is a lot flatter. I mean, because it still has gigantic relief changes and bluff faces and maybe just more of the region is flatter um, in general or if it's just like a... State to state when they built the roads way back in the day, it was just they did things differently. But there is a significant difference. And in the Ozarks, it's 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 beautiful. Like, it's really cool. Like you're kind of on top of everything looking down into it's like lots of vistas. And a lot of the hills that you're looking down so dramatically steep are not forested. Like, I don't know if that was a farmer thing, because I know you're not farming the side of that hill. Like you're not growing crops in there. There are no terraces. You can't see anything like that. It would be tough for a cow to graze it. They could. Like as I've talked about before, I learned in California, I learned about mountain cows. It's crazy what cows can do, but it would be tough for them. It would be hard on them. So I'm, I don't know if it's just like an a ecological thing, like a biological type of thing that they don't grow there, but it's beautiful. It works out for you because you get some amazing, stunning vistas on your drive and panoramas to take pictures of. And just a generally a nice, windy state road kind of drive to anywhere it's beautiful it's relaxing um very very nice up there so i went up and i went and we'll start with the float trip the float trip itself it's a good little float like i said it's a 130 mile long river the james river Um, in it if you're a fisherman you can catch largemouth smallmouth or ozark bass ozark bass are interesting i just learned about them yesterday they are their own species subspecies of bass actually it says they're in the sunfish family but i'm not sure bass may be in the sunfish family i didn't go research that um but they're called ozark bass they're not like endangered they're actually of least concern on the endangered list but what they are is just this interesting little subspecies that evolved in the ozark upper ozark regions and it only Exist in four or five rivers and areas. The James River, the White River watershed was one of them. I didn't get the whole list written down, but there's only four or five rivers in this one small little area that has this Ozark bass, and it's very interesting. It's just interesting to me. Um, there's also catfish, crappie, and bluegill in these waters. The state record smallmouth in Missouri is 7 pounds, 2 ounce, ounces, just for a rec- for. The record. It's just very interesting to me, and it'll come into play a little bit later um, for context. But the float itself was great. I went with James River Outfitters. They were super cool people. I had two to choose from. There was James River, and there was Y Bridge Canoe. I went with James River um, for my own personal reasons, based on my Google research. You guys can go read for yourselves if you want to choose between the two. I'm not going to say good or ill of Y-Bridge because I have no idea. But I made my decision based on, you know, Google reviews and total number of stars versus the rating, etc. And I do know that no matter how good Y-Bridge Canoe is, I made a good choice in going with James River because they were... Some of the nicest dang folks, man, I enjoyed my float with them. They were super friendly. Things went in a very timely manner. Now it was Monday, granted, but guys, I was there and there was like three large groups, eight to 10 plus people in each group. They had a lot going on when I got there, um. but they took care of everything is super nice and guys, super reasonable. I have two floats to pick from. There's like a 22 mile float and then there's a five mile float. I went with the five mile cause I had to drive up there and then I had to go get my tent thing figured out that the last night, um, I went with the five mile float and thought, you know, I'm just going to take a nice leisurely day fishing my way down this river in Missouri. I bought my one day, $8 fishing permit for the state of Missouri. And, um, we got after it. The, the James river folks, super friendly, super nice. Like I want to give them my personal review, you know, cause they helped me out, got me on the water and everything and let you guys know. I want to give you guys the lowdown on the whole thing, but they were super friendly. It's super reasonable. It's like 30 bucks, 30 bucks. It was a Monday. So it's discounted rates Monday through Friday. It's 30 bucks for a five mile float on the river that you can't beat that guys. That is super, super cheap for a whole half a dang day floating on the river, fishing You know, just enjoying yourself, enjoying the beautiful scenery, like you can't beat that. And just the fact they were super friendly, super great people, did a great job, and I really appreciated them for it. The river itself, when you put in, you put in directly underneath a giant white-faced limestone bluff. It looks very similar to the bluffs here in um, northwest and north-central Arkansas. Just classic Ozark Mountain bluff look very beautiful. I mean, we're we're in, we just started August, right? As I record this, it's August 2nd. Um, you won't hear it for a couple of weeks, but it is August 2nd today. Everything's nice and green. It's really beautiful. The water quality is pristine. I mean, we're talking three, four feet deep. You can see bottom, no problem. Deeper than that, you can still see outlines of things on the bottom. It's just pristine water quality and a, a pretty decent flow rate. In the tighter parts of the river, like, I did very little paddling yesterday. I did my five miles in, like, three hours, and I was trying to go slow, about three and a half. Um, it carried me along pretty well, and the only paddling I really needed to do was just kind of to steer. Um, it was a really, really leisurely, it's flat water. There were no rapids. There were a few riffles, some faster runs, but it's a very, very leisurely float and a very enjoyable float at that so as I work my way down like I got a lot of pictures a lot of pictures of the bluffs if you're into photography like I saw several soft shell snapping turtles really big ones a few egrets um some of like what people would call a crane the the river birds that just eat the crap out of the poor fish I mean they're like stone cold killers they're like ninjas at the edge of the water um they're impressive to watch I had a really really good day fishing I got one bite, but it was a really, really good day of fishing. The reason it was a good day of fishing with only one bite is because I caught what I estimate to be about a four pound smallmouth. That's why I said the state record 7-2 for context later is I kind of did some research and kind of eyeballed it because I don't carry like a digital scale. People have digital scales. They'll carry fishing, but like I'm out there more, I'm doing multiple things. So I try to keep all of my gear as simple as possible. If I was out there specifically fishing, I might have a scale on me. The fishing is usually just more of a relaxing afterthought. It's not my main focus of what I'm doing out there. I'm writing stories in my head to come tell you I'm just experiencing everything, but I didn't have a scale, but I can estimate how long it was. And using that there are converters online that can give you a pretty good ballpark of how much a fish weighs based on its length. And the best I can estimate is it was about a 20 to 21 inch long smallmouth, which is a big freaking smallmouth. It's the biggest one I've ever caught by far. That made my day. That made my week. Easily the biggest smallmouth I've ever caught. It came in around 20, 21 inches as best I can tell, which puts it at like three pounds, 14 ounces to like four pounds, three or four ounces. It's just right in that range. It's about a four pound smallmouth, which I feel is pretty accurate. I think that's a pretty fair conservative estimate. Cause I mean, I, was, I had a tough time with him guys. i fish all ultralight, everything. I just have like a 40 or $50 ugly stick collapsible, um, ultralight pole go with just a little cheap, generic reel, honestly, a little spin cast reel. And I, at first When I hooked him at first, I thought I'd just hung on a log because a lot of times when you're fishing in a kayak and you're going with the flow rate down a river, a lot of times you'll hang on something and it hits hard. It hits like a fish just because you're moving at a rate of speed that's higher than you actually realize. At first I thought it was that because it was so solid. But then as I reeled into it, the line moved, and I was like, oh gosh, that's a fish, so I started trying to reel and fight it, and it made its first dive for the bottom, made a run, and I, it nearly pulled the pole out of my hands, like I doubled over, and I thought, good grief, did I catch like a gar, a big old gar, did I, did I snag a big old gar, did I get into a catfish, did something oddball that shouldn't be biting my line bite it, because I had something big, it felt big, and so as I continued to fight it, it took a Actually, a couple of minutes. This was more like an actual fight with a fish than I've had in years. And I mean, he was, he was stepping, or not stripping the reel, but stripping the line off. And so I get it up more to the surface and he comes up for a second and I see that brown side of him. And at first I was like, I still don't think that's a smallmouth because it's too big. And then he ran. They love to dive for the bottom. That is a classic smallmouth move, the dive for the bottom. And it hits, he was hitting hard. I mean, it was, had my pole doubled over. I finally got him worked around and up to the surface. And sure freaking enough, it was the biggest smallmouth I've ever caught in my life. He was the size of a good, healthy, largemouth. He even kind of looked built like one. There was just no mistaking him because of his colors and his striping and all of that good stuff. Yeah, I got pictures of it on my Instagram. You can go find it through the website, waybridgestories.com, if you want to see him. He was a nice Nice, nice, nice fish. Made my day. Made my week. Made the whole trip, for sure. He made the whole trip. Just catching that, that was cash money. That was like the best thing. That was icing on the cake. What was already a great day on the water, talking to lots of cool people, meeting lots of cool people, floating with really great people that put us out on the water. It was just a great trip. That's all I can say. And that fish, that fish just capped it off. The float itself, like I said, you have options with... um James river outfitters, five mile or 22 mile. Um, if you go with Y bridge canoe, like I said, and to be fair, floated with James river, I'm giving them the plug because I appreciate, and they did a great job. Y bridge have no knowledge of whatsoever, but what I can tell you about them is they have multiple, multiple, multiple options of floats. You can take, I mean, varying lengths, there was at least six or seven or eight and I think you can even get into overnight trips with Y-Bridge from what I could read about it anyway what we're going to do here we need to take a word from our sponsors and uh, get that in here and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the second half of my trip I want to take a second to tell you guys about tonight's sponsor survival Feeling. Survival Feeling is a hiking brand based in Greece, and they offer an assortment of gear that's aimed towards the goal of helping you better enjoy your time outside. And that is, of course, what we are all about here at Wayward Stories. I really like this company for a lot of reasons, but chief amongst them is that they were founded with giving back to the community in mind. They donate a portion of all proceeds to organizations like the Wildland Firefighters Foundation to help support those who work to keep us all safe while we're out there trying to find ourselves. We've partnered with them to bring you guys a unique coupon code that will save you wayward souls 15% off of your order. Go to SurvivalFeeling.com and use offer code Wayward Stories at checkout. I think you guys will like what they have to offer and what they're all about just as much as I do. Once again, that's SurvivalFeeling.com and use the offer code WAYWARDSTORIES. And welcome back, all of you wayward people. Thank you for sitting through our sponsor breaks, um, and I urge you. To take advantage of any offer codes or sponsorship codes that you hear in there. That's going to help us keep making this show. If you guys are just like gluttons for punishment. And like listening to my voice say the same crap over and over and over again. And rambling um, just incoherently at times. That's how you're going to keep hearing it. Is by supporting our sponsors. Um, You guys if you only knew. What's been going on for like the last three or four hours. Since you heard. That last piece before the sponsor break, and now it's been like a four-hour gap. Everything in the world that can go wrong has gone wrong. I'm hoping that we even finish this dang episode. The neighbor below me apparently has got a new puppy dog who's been barking incessantly. We've had a whole dang thing going on with that for the last two or three hours with management and everything. And on top of that, I just was re-recording a whole section I recorded earlier, basically the whole second half of this episode because that damn dog was barking through the whole thing and was going great and phone just shut down. Everything shut down midway, lost the whole thing. I didn't even get the audio in the video up to that point. It just disappeared, losing my mind a little bit. We're going to try to finish out this episode here and hope that it all goes well. Anyway, let's get on to what brought us to the southeastern portion of Missouri to begin with, which was these quirky little bubble tents. Um, They're awesome in a couple of ways. There's two real re- big reasons I want to talk about them. One, it's unique, it's different, and it's something really interesting to bring you, the listener. Like, I talked to the lady that owns them and is building and working on this project about it, and she said, to her knowledge, the only ones that exist are mostly in Europe, and more nor- northern European countries, and there's like she's. I think she mentioned like Scandinavia, places where you can see the auroras, and then also like one in Texas, because of course, just of course is Texas. Um, so it's a very unique thing. It's something I was completely unaware of until I came across this the other day. Okay, um, and number two is she's is an RN. She is a nurse out there working in the world. She has a dream, and she's trying to build her dream. You young kids may not recognize this, okay? You may not even know this, God. Like, there used to be a thing called an American dream. You've probably heard of that. What you don't know is it died a long time ago. The odds of pulling that off anymore are like slim to none. All you guys know is after I get out of high school, I got to go relearn the same crap over again and pay 30 to 80 grand to do it so I can get a piece of paper so I can go to work at McDonald's. That's it's sad. That's very cynical. That's very nihilistic on my part. But I'd be honest with you. Go check the numbers. That's what it amounts to. Um, Use two. you could have a good work ethic, a great idea. You could go work hard, invest your time, money, your effort, your brains, your smarticle particles, and you could like build something that's really hard to do today. But because we live in America and we are free to try well, reasonably free to try. People still do. And that's what she's doing. It's what I'm doing right here. It's one reason I feel a kinship to that. That's what this podcast, that's my dream. And I'm chasing my dream. And so I'm all about supporting other people that are chasing theirs. And that includes you. Whatever your dream is, you need to be chasing it yourself. Um, so it's like kind of a twofer. It's a win-win in my book because we get to give her some more exposure and hopefully bring her some more business and help her grow her dream of something that she owns herself, that she can build and pass on to her kids and, you know, generations thereafter. And also, it's really interesting for you guys to find out about and probably a great time for you. So we're going to talk about it a little bit here. When I first got to these bubble tents, I was like a little bit like, boy, this is out of your wheelhouse, Justin, for what you do with the podcast. Because in my mind, peek behind the curtain, in my brain... I'm catering to a bunch of people out there on mountain bikes and, you know, rappelling and rock climbing, a bunch of people out there on Whitewater River, backcountry folks, overnight, you know, hikes, you know, over um, distance hikers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But as I think about it, in truth, I'm probably not. The vast majority of the demographic that listens to me, you guys, y'all are probably just like normal folks with families like myself. And like to get out or trying to get back outdoors. COVID brought a lot of people back out. You're trying to get out there. You're trying to do. And like, you don't want to sleep in miserable conditions. You know, you want to stay in a cabin or you want to stay in an RV. God, there's so many RVs at some of these camp, you know, sites that I'll go stay. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. That's completely reasonable. And it's just like a, re- a thing my brain need to recognize. No, this is like, Your target demographic. Like, this is probably the majority of the people listening. Like, it's okay, Justin. You don't have to feel guilty about glamping. You're glamping tonight. And I'm like, you know what? I am glamping tonight. And anyone out there wants to say anything about it, you know, only God can judge me. Like, you just mind your own business if you don't like it. It was really cool. When I walked in, first thing that struck me is like, man, look at this. I've got, I mean, first you need to probably understand. We should probably cover what is one of these bubble tents. Think of like the kids bounce houses that people rent for their kid's birthday and they drag them out in the front yard and you get to listen to it all Sunday afternoon while you're trying to mow and just chill or whatever. It works on that principle. It's like induced air, inducted air that keeps this bubble inflated. Now it does have framework, so you don't have to freak out about like suffocating if it deflated for some reason, if the power went off or whatever, you know, you're not going to die in there. But it's a bubble, it inflates itself, it's held inflated like that and it has the top portion of the bubble is clear canvas you walk in it's like there's a full-size bed there with a frame it's comfortable bed with a frame nice linens because it's got that like nice little touch that she put on everything there it's got a bathroom right on one edge of it with a stand-up shower in it and I mean that I would describe that closer to like something you would see in a spa it had like all these little those little river rock things those dark colored stones around in the floor in like some awesome lattice work wood probably like bamboo would be my guess right there in the middle and a full size shower head that's more than enough hot water nearly scalded myself with it um a toilet and i mean it's like one of the short ones one of the space savers a squatty potty which any of you guys out there that know the, you know how the game goes those things are awesome it helps with a complete evacuation and you know a sink it's It's like a little cabin, but with a clear roof that during the day, you can see the seams. But as she said, when it gets dark, you will see that those seams disappear. Everything disappears and you're just laying under the stars. And we'll get to that. I'm going to give my whole experience with it. And we're just kind of starting at the top here. Um, It's very nice. She's got very nice property out there. Got cool fire pit, nice little fire pit. Over in like the little office area that would be the office area, there's a deck built on top of it, a platform deck. That's got a table, chairs, and a gas grill with gas attached up there waiting on you to bring your burgers, bring your steaks, bring your dogs, and sit up there and watch the sunset. Look down on the river below you. Look across the valley at the giant sand... uh, limestone bluffs in the distance. Listen to the frogs, the crickets, the maybe zombie cicadas. No, they're up in the Northeast this year. Um, the locust it's, it's beautiful setting. Her river access is great down by the river. She's actually got like these swinging, hanging beds, like half day beds hanging in the trees. Like they're really cool. Got some hammocks down there to lay and hang out by the river. Also, something you get access to if you're kicking it out there with her. She's on the same driveway access as Camp Tomahawk Tube Floats. That's one I didn't mention earlier because they're kind of in a category all their own. Okay. Tomahawk Tube Floats. That's all they really do is a couple of, or tube floats. Like the kind that you set your butt in, like a tube ring for like a two-mile float. And it's super cheap. And that's all they do. And camping. That's it they're not like an outfitter with canoes and kayaks and shuttles and so forth, so on and so forth. Um, but they have like two or three miles of river access, like literal gravel bar beachfront type of access that you get access to for free. If you're staying with river rock point, she has like an agreement with them because their property adjoins. I think she probably bought her property from him. Um, so you have primo river access to the St. James river, which we already talked about is a Prime smallmouth fishery for a large smallmouth, as attested to by the Wayward Sun, and um you know just chill in the river, swim, fish, hang out all day. So you got access to that. Um, also like you got access to Missouri sunsets, which last night Missouri put on a sunset. I think they did it just for me because the Wayward Sun was coming to town, and they're like, you know what, the twelve people that listen to his podcast. <laughs> We need to put on a show for him because we want those 12 people to come see our sunsets. That sunset last night was like jaw-dropping. Very hazy night last night. There's a lot of humidity in the air. There's some great cumulus clouds hanging around, making some beautiful shapes. Some very sensual like striations in the sky. It was beautiful. turned a deep, dark orange, and it was just like knockout. It was a knockout sunset, like, and it just led right into me sitting at the fire pit, looking at this fire, contemplating life, and all of its trappings. And I did, literally, think about that last night, where I'm at, where I'm going, how I'm getting there, that kind of thing. It was a really serene night, man. You hear the frogs, again, like I said, the frogs, the crickets, the zombie skaters, the the locust down there chirping away, making all the beautiful summer noises you expect to hear in the mountains. As the sun sets against this beautiful orange glow, lighting up the whole sky and all the clouds and oranges and reds and all different hues in that end of the color spectrum. And it was just really nice. They're like a half hour. I mean, they're like 10 minutes from Galena, where you do have like a Dollar General for a few little supplies, a small convenience store with a gas pump. Um, Not like a major chain convenience store, a tiny one small town, they have one restaurant that closes at 3 p.m. on Sundays and Mondays, which screwed me last night, um, because I was counting on a greasy burger at the local diner, Um, it's a small town setting, and then you drive up 10 minutes from the small town to get to her, to River Rock Point, and to their outfit out there, and that whole little valley, it's just serene, it's quiet, it's a long way from anything, it's nice, guys, it's nice, and you need to know this about that little situation with the food, you know, Sundays and Mondays, there's no hot food in town after 3 p.m. You just need to know that. But you're only about 20 minutes away from the next possible options in basically any direction. The one I chose, I drove 20 minutes south to Flat Creek um, Diner or Flat Creek Restaurant. It's on an arm of Flat Creek that's actually an arm of Table Rock Lake, the impoundment. Um, and you can sit out there on the deck. I had a great greasy burger and fries. I didn't get to sit on the deck. It was full up. And if you sit on the deck, you're overlooking the lake down in the valley the trees the bluffs beautiful great little dinner um so you have food options but you just need to know that going in you should go prepared if you don't want to drive 20 minutes to get dinner or don't go on sunday or monday because there's no dinner you're not getting hot dinner after three o'clock unless you cook it um there's so many things out there like i talked about the fishing's great you got a couple of good float trips that you can take but right there staying with her and River Rock Point, I mean, it's like I said, it's a basically a one-woman operation. She's trying to to she's trying to be chief MRF in charge of the universe out there. And I fully support it. I think it's really cool what she's doing. You got access to the river, tomahawk floats. Um, the actual tents are really nice. The amenities are really nice. It is glamping, y'all. And we should get to that. What was it like sleeping in there? It was like what it was purported to be. The clouds actually cleared off. I was hoping for a thunderstorm, to be honest. Can you imagine? Think about this. Can you imagine? Being in like a clear bubble, like feels like you're in nothing, in a storm, but you're not getting tattered by the rain and the wind and you can just see the lightning everywhere. I think that might be just a little bit terrifying in a way. Um, But how cool would that be? I mean, because, and to be truthful, it might be a situation where like, you know, maybe I should get in the car because there's lightning and I am in a bubble that, it's like canvas bubble with like a little bit of a metal frame to keep me from suffocating. If it were to like deflate for some reason, like the power went out or whatever, I might be a sitting duck here. I might just go get in the car. Maybe might cross my mind. I don't know, but how cool would that be? But anyway, I did not get a light show. She said the guest a couple of nights ago, got a light show and they were just over the moon about it that they just thought it was the coolest thing they'd ever seen. And I can only imagine, I would love to see it myself. But what I did get, once I got in, got my shower, we didn't touch on that, okay? That's where I really felt like, this is, Justin, this is glabbing. This is ridiculous, yo. Like, you should feel guilty. Like, you're supposed to be out here, like, roughing it. And I was like, you know what? Who says I'm supposed to be out here roughing it? Like, the pioneers of yore. Do you think, let me pose you this question. The pioneers of yore. Do you think if they had access to a hot shower every night, that they would have turned it down. Like, think about that. Be real. I think it's probably pretty universal across time. Like, we're not that different intrinsically from people 250 years ago. Like, do you think when they're out there going on the Oregon Trail and dying of dysentery every other day, do you think that, like, a hot shower wouldn't have been something they'd have been like, yo, you know what? I'm going to do that. Because it's here and I can do it. I feel pretty confident they would have. Okay? So... Anyway, and also like, this is the other thing. When I was growing up, let's say, put it this way, when I was a teenager and in my early twenties, and I would go camping and, and like on hunting trips, like I've said before, I don't hunt anymore. It's not my thing. Just don't like to kill stuff. I just got no reason to kill anything. If I had to kill something to like survive, sure, I could do that, but I don't have any reason to, so I don't really want to. But used to, I'd go on the hunting trips and do all those things when I was younger and like my friend's dads or whoever would be like, you know, what, if we ain't taking the RV, I ain't going, you know, little things would come up here and there like that. And I'm like, yo, man, you're supposed to be the outdoorsman in my mind. I didn't say that to him. I have more respect than that. But in my mind, I was like, it was almost like a little bit disheartening as a young kid who was like, man, it'd be awesome to like know the woods the way they do. And you're out there going. Cause you're trying to learn, you're trying to learn from them, the people that do it, and know what's what it's all about and all the secrets and the, the tips and the tricks of how to survive out there and I get it now okay now that I'm 40 almost one and I've spent the last 25 years you know treating my body like (laughs) my first car you know what I mean you drive it into the ground because you don't appreciate it because you don't really know what it takes to get a car and I mean my first was a pile of crap man I mean it came out of a cow pasture literally, like literally came out of a cow pasture. It's still a dirt dauber's nest on the engine when we bought it. It's like $500 for this truck. It's a 79 GMC Sierra. And it was a pile drove it. Like I didn't appreciate it because I didn't and destroyed it. Like I didn't appreciate it because I didn't. And then you suddenly start to appreciate vehicles and then you get older. And then you're like getting the old chains at every 2,900 miles instead of three, right? There's a whole thing about that. Well, we treat our bodies that way. After 25 years of you know, 20 years, 25 years, being more or less an adult, treating my body that way. It hurts to wake up on the ground in the morning a lot. It hurts to like sleep in frigid, cold conditions in the dead of winter or 95 degrees and getting malaria from the mosquito bites at night. Those things actually kind of suck. And the older you get, the more that can ruin a trip. So like there's a portion of me that's like, I get where those old guys were coming from now. And holy crap, this was really awesome. I just got to take a hot shower and get all of the sunblock, the sweat, all the crap off of me from a day out there on the water, fishing, doing all the things. And I still get to stay out here tonight, but I am fresh and clean and I am in a climate controlled space. Like I'm just saying there was something to be said for it. It was just pretty nice. And I'm not even apologetic about it. I felt guilty about it for a minute and I was like, no, you're here. You're bringing the experience back to your listeners, and you know what? This is pretty awesome. So, all of that said, when I got everything shut down, I've got my bath. I feel great. I shut down everything, turn out the lights, and guess what? There are all the stars in the sky above my head. The seams disappeared, and it was literally like just laying under the stars, but without mosquitoes crawling up my nose. It was absolutely unique and interesting, and kind of fascinating, the whole thing's kind of fascinating, the whole thing, I just, and, I, and I, I bang on it, I don't want to be, I don't want to come off sounding like I'm too glowing about it, but it just, for me, it was a win-win-win, I'm high on this, because I got to get a trip in, where I otherwise, and I didn't talk about this, but otherwise, wasn't going to get to take a trip, that's a whole other thing, and it'll make this episode long, and we ain't even going to talk about it, but I was able to manage to find, to get a little trip in, for myself, managed to catch the largest smallmouth I've ever caught. That was great. But on top of that, what she's got going on there, it was awesome because it's different and it's unique to bring to you. My listeners is something you may not have heard of. And even if you have to give you more information on is options out there in the outdoors. I mean, that's it right there. I got a trip out of the deal, but I also got something incredibly unique to show and tell you guys about. So I'm kind of high on it and I probably sound a little bit too glowing about it, but it was a great time by a great host. I think she's seems like a good human being, which is my biggest indicator on in anything, how I feel about people in this world. Seems like a good human being. She told me she's under construction. This is an ongoing project for her and she's offering discounted rates. And you can see that on the website. If you go, you'll see what she, you know, she tells you right up front, come now, get it up, op- you know, get the chance, take the opportunity to get some discounted rates while I'm building this dream, so to speak. Um, so there's like just so many good things that come out of this. I get to bring you something interesting. I get to support her small business. And on top of all that, I get to get a trip for myself out of the deal. Um, And again, I apologize if what I'm about to say is something I've already said. This recording, my brain is totally gone after everything that's happened this afternoon trying to get this episode recorded. But. Just so you know, if you're in the area, you're about a half hour from Branson, Missouri. Or No, no, no. You're probably within an hour of Branson. You're probably within an hour of Springfield. You're about a half hour from any places to eat or any real civilization. Um, but closer to an hour and you're near major tourist places. You're near Branson, Missouri. You're near Springfield, Missouri, where you got like the Bass Pro Shops. A lot of outdoorsmen like to go there. Don't get me started on them. That place is worth going to. The main original Bass Pro in Springfield, you should go there. You should. It's an experience all its own. But all the ones that are satellites now and the Cabela's that have been bought out and the Bass Pro name slapped onto them, they're a watered-down version, a very, very watered-down version of it. Very diluted. Don't judge. If you've never been to Springfield to the main one, don't judge the content of its character by the content of the character of all the ones that are out there in the world. Okay? Okay? different ball games you need to go to the main one it used to be a destination for anyone who loved to fish loved to hunt loved to do anything in our part of the world because we didn't have other options guys there were no Dick's sporting goods there were no academy sports and outdoors in our area those things didn't exist we literally got our sporting goods at walmart there were no other options y'all i was a teenager i had a fly fishing rod i bought at walmart a fly rod from walmart i mean it was garbage sure but just wrap your brain around that a fly rod from Walmart, that was our options. So to get to go to Springfield, like it was a destination for outdoorsmen for us here, because that's the only place you could go and get like, look at all of these options of different things that they just carry in store that you would have to like find in catalogs and order in catalogs. We didn't have the internet back then, like it existed, but not like it does now where everyone has access. God, we were into like nineteen ninety seven, eight, nine, before we even had like internet lab in our high school. Right. And then that was the only place you could get access to the internet to do anything. Um, so it's very interesting, like how it used to be such a thing, but now like, to me, it's just gotten very diluted. Like all these different ones I've been to the Bass Pro in Memphis, one in Jackson, Tennessee, um, Jackson, Mississippi, I mean, um, there might be one in Jackson, Tennessee. I don't know, but I went to the one in Jackson, Mississippi. I've seen, been in the one in St. Louis, They're Cabela's. They're Cabela's with the Bass Pro name on them. They got bought out. It's different. It's not the same as the main one. But that's there close by. The main original Bass Pro headquarters. The Branson, Missouri with all its shows. Which apparently, like I just said, I get where the middle-aged men. When I was a child, the middle-aged men who didn't want to sleep on the ground. I get where they were now that I'm where they were. I still don't get the old people thing with live music shows. That's what Branson's all about. It's live music shows. So maybe in another 20 years, I'll understand why it's such a big deal that I can go watch, um, like legends in concert or whatever. And all those people, um, impersonating Elvis and the Beatles and all that. But yeah, there's cool stuff in Branson table rock Lake, guys. That's a sports person's outdoors paradise. Especially if you love largemouth bass, God, the bass fishing in table rock lake. I mean, they hold tournaments, big tournaments, you know, nationwide tournaments there, um, record fish come out of there. Like there's going to be hiking trails all through the Ozarks there, anywhere near like, cause in guys roaring river state park, you drive through a portion of it, or you can, I had to take a detour home today. It cost me an extra 30 minutes because they shut down an entire highway because a bridge needed some kind of repair. And I could have went North or I could have went South and it would have cost me 30 minutes either way. I chose South because I got to go through roaring river Roaring river is a beautiful place. It's a, it is a literal trout fisherman's paradise Roaring river state park, like the Mark Twain national forest right there in Southern Missouri. Guys, if you go up here, there's all kinds of reasons to come stay in the bubble. Um, and, and to piggyback off of that, there's all kinds of reasons to come stay anywhere in the Ozarks guys. They run from basically St. Louis and the Mississippi River, all the way across to the edge of Kansas and northeast Oklahoma, all of central Arkansas from north or from east to west. Like the Ozarks, one of the oldest or the oldest mountain region in the United States, older than the Appalachians or the Rockies. They are awesome and they're huge. The Ozark, that's literally the North American interior highlands are compromised of the Ozark mountains and then also the Washita's to a lesser degree to the south of the Arkansas River in the River Valley. This area guys is a paradise for hikers, for bikers, for fishermen, for caving, for anything you want to do. Overland hiking, overnight hiking, long distance hiking. We've got The Ozark Highlands Trail, we've got the Washita Trail. There's so much here. There's something for everyone. Photography, there's so much photography opportunities. Just my home state, I hate it for a lot of reasons, but I love it because it literally is a paradise for anyone who loves to be outside. The options are endless. There are more rivers, more waterfalls, more hiking trails, more biking trails than you can count. Oh my gosh, I got off track just talking about the area, um, but it's a really, really nice area. It's a beautiful area, and also, you know, I didn't even finish, like, what it was like. It was like, falling asleep just under the stars, looking up. It was just like it is when you do it in a hammock, except without the bugs. I think the best part was waking up, because I woke up, and you were in climate control, so you're not waking up freezing and thinking about how I'm going to get my crickety old body out of this hammock and get over there and get that fire stoked up and find some caffeine to download you're looking at the everything you're looking you're comfortable but looking at everything that's there but you're just comfortable doing it I woke up with a thumbnail moon hanging over my head before dawn with the sky just starting to lighten thunderheads in to the east from the same direction where the sun was rising it was kind of magical. It was kind of magical and it was a beautiful way and a comfortable way to wake up after a day on the river yesterday, catching a big old fish and just having a great day out. And it was just a great trip all the way around. It was a great trip The drive home through Roaring River that actually brought back some memories. I've been through there since I was probably 13 or 14 years old when I trout fished there that was really cool and it made Roaring River put it back on my radar I'd forgot about it I did a little research on it earlier before I started recording because I'd just forgotten about it like there's a lot more going on there there's a whole episode about the Roaring River there's a whole trip for me to take right there it's gonna happen it's gonna happen there's a whole episode in and of itself right there and it was just a great trip from start to finish I had a great time and um I hope you guys had a good time listening to me talk about it um if you did, please rate, review, and subscribe. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We need to wrap it up. I've rambled a lot, and we got through this last half without the doggie barking, so yay for us. Um, Yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe. Helps us so much. Helps us go up in the rankings and the algorithm and gets us in front of other people to give us a shot. Um, If you've got a story about anything awesome you've done, guys, mywaywardstory at gmail.com. It's always open. We're still building episodes and putting together a backlog. So when we tear into that, we can really get into it. Send those stories in. For anything else, if you want to support us, be on Patreon because we are independent artists and we need all the support we can get. You can do that. You can go to YouTube. You can go to our private groups, Insta, anything and everything we've got through waywardstories.com. Yeah, guys, I want to say I sincerely appreciate you checking us out every week. I got to figure out. I got to get my flow on these outros, don't I? Every week, it's the same way. I stumble my way through it. Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening to the show, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of more weeks when we will find something new to talk about and hopefully, at the very least, mildly entertain you. Until then, you guys be good to each other and, um, you know, like I always say, find something out there in the world that you think will make things just a little bit better for everyone else and give that a shot. Be. And though the hill might be steep and the trail be rocky, the mountaintop awakes. Carry on.